Sessionable. Welcome to Sessionable. Hi. How are you going? Yeah, all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm Adrian. I'm, I'm Tom. I'm Liam. And we are all here for a style roulette session. Woo-hoo. I haven't been to one of these for a while. Yeah. I'm surprised we let you back. Welcome. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, would, yeah. You know. I mean, it, it wasn't a German style, so we, we figured right. we'd let you on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it's adjacent. You yeah, know, it's yeah. close. Yeah. So, last time we rolled uh, for Flanders Red, and we said, you know what, like, if we're doing Flanders Red, we should probably cover Oud Brune as well. Because yeah, I think it's yeah. kind of a... Well, they're, they're both different, but the, you talk about them in the same conversation. Yeah, right? they're both related. They're, you know, they developed in adjacent regions and are probably around the same time as well. Yeah. Um, I might have to wait for story time to find out about that. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of... Um, uh, I mean, a lot of, you know, b- books and style guides and stuff will clump them together. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, I, I was looking through... I mean, BJCP obviously has them separate, Um Beer Advocate has them separate, but Great Beer has them clumped together as just sour red slash brown. Yeah, that's something I've seen yeah. a lot, actually. Yeah, And I think the Oxford Beer Companion as well kind of clumps them together. Um, Oxford Beer Companion has them for both. Yeah. Um, it, it sort of has... It's got a thing for Oud Brune and it's got a thing for, like, Belgian red ale. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yep. Uh, but I know, like, uh, Tasting Beer by Randy Mosher has them together. And, right, right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it goes into the differences, but uh, it, I think it's important to say that, like, they are very similar styles. There are key differences, but it's sort of like, you know, two sides of the same coin. Um, I've never heard anyone say they hate Flanders Reds but love Oud Brunes. Mm, or like, vice versa. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like... Mate, like, I, I can't stand Rodenbach Grand Cru, but Leafen's Gudebarn, that's, that's all for about me. that Gudebarn, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of... Well, that's what we're drinking right now. Exactly. Leifman's so, Gudemand. I haven't had one of these for a long time. I remember having this for the first time ever at uh, Beer Deluxe in Melbourne years and years ago. And just blowing my mind. I loved it. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I kept yeah. the bottle. I like kept the paper bag it came in. I loved I, I, yeah, I Did really these ones come in paper bags? No, they didn't. They've they've updated the branding uh, over the last few years. So right. And it makes sense. Like It was pretty old school back then with a paper bag and kind of basic branding. And now it's kind of modernised. It's still pretty, like, classic design-wise. Yeah, I think you're right. It's classic, mm. but it's clean. Yeah, and yeah. it's clean. Yeah. So what are some of the key... So um, this is... um this is So Gutenberg is the classic example yeah. of... An Oud An Yeah. A Flanders Oud Um So what, is, what are some of the key characteristics of sort of of both styles? And then we can kind of dial into what's an what makes Oud and, yeah. and Flanders Red different. So it's a multi... Um, Typically sour beer. I think that ex- there are examples of not sour versions. I think it's various levels of sourness, but yeah. there's always some tartness. And yeah, because, yeah, because they're yeah. both age styles, it does kind of pick up that sourness as it ages. Yeah. And the older typically gets more sourness. So more dry and sour, yeah. Um, so what you kind of expect uh, from the nose and the flavour is like a multi, like a you know very dark toasted bread profile. <laughs> Uh, we mixed it with a lot of dark fruits. Um, yeah. And then some acidity to it. And some acidity yeah. typically as well. I always get, I've always gotten a lot of like sort of balsamic vinegar sort of yeah, notes that's, from yeah, both th- styles. That is like, like generally the association that yeah. I like to make, especially letting people know about the style that haven't had it before. Mm-hmm. That's the my go-to term, yeah, balsamic yeah, yeah. vinegar. Yeah. yeah, And it so is that, that kind of, acetic, you know, yeah, yeah, is, acetic, yeah. yeah, sourness. Um, I think for me, like, you know... Oh, Oud Brune, like, just means, like, old brown. So, it's like an aged yes. brown ale. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and so I think you get more of that, like, that balsamic vinegar is a really good thing. Yeah. Um, 
really good note. I think um, more of that sort of caramel. Whereas with the Flanders red ale, I tend to get a lot yeah. more of that like stone fruit and cherries. Yeah, sort of the, and and the fruit tartness as well. Mm. Yeah, you, you uh, tend to get. I think another important note. No, no, so uh, typically, um, Eau Brunes are uh, they're, they're both aged and and generally blended old and, and new. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, Oud Brunes are generally not aged in oak. Yeah, um, they can be. Yeah, but it's, it's more typical that they're not. Whereas, yeah, yeah so they're, aged, red. they're 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 warm aged in um, in stainless. stainless. Yeah, and Flanders Red is typically aged in oak. in oak. And I I always find like so the sourness from an Oud Brune is more sort of like a, a lactobacillus. Um, yeah, like souring as it ages, yeah. kind of thing. Whereas, uh, like, a, you get a lot more sort of barnyard Brett in a in a Fland- Flanders Red. Yeah, um, I think that's yeah. a lot of that's like yeah. that oak. And that again, oak, not, that like, oak, 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 like yeah, not necessarily yeah. Brett as well. Like, yeah, it's, it's like you can yeah. get anything. Yeah, yeah like, you can get yeah. anything. It's like yeah. bugs, like yeah, yeah. You know, traditional like bugs culture, in the area. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important to note that even though these are sour Belgian beers, they're not spontaneous fermentation. They're not lambics. They're a completely different thing. Yeah, that's. Uh, so I think do. the only similarity I see is with, with that blending because it's the same sort of tech, same sort of thought process behind the blending. Is whereas like old beers get really sour, mm-hmm. really sharp, but you need to balance it up with something young to get a bit of vibrancy yep. because it can get the older ones can get a bit dusty sometimes. Yep. So that sort of the blending, you know, like the classic lambic thing of three month old, one year old, three year old, or sort of that yep. sort of a thing where it hits all those that. You know that you get the length from the old, you get the brightness of the of the new, and you get sort of that middle weight. Um, I think that concept of blending carries across, but that's mm-hmm. probably the only thing. The fact that it's sour, yeah, and is blended. The rest of it's like a completely different thought process, and more importantly, from completely different regions as well. Um, not completely different regions, but I think if you were, were uh, from Belgium, you'd say the completely <laughs> yeah, different yeah, regions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, for us, Australia's fucking tiny. I know, <laughs> but like. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. No, yeah. you get, get, get it's all about context, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, good like point. for us, you know, driving, you know, twenty three hours to go to another state is that's normal. a different that's a different region, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> whereas, like it's like some of these regions, it's like oh yeah, Newcastle is a different region. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, probably like you know, the, the North Shore is a yeah. different region. <laughs> right, yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I think know. everything's on a much smaller scale. But then what I find is like with countries like that is the locality differences is more intense over a shorter period of, of distance yeah, of as course. well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's also, and, and not to get too uh, geopolitical about it, but, like, you know, the history of Europe is not... It's only one of nations recently, mm. right? So it's, like, you know, only in the last hundred or so years. Right, we had, like, Prussia and we yeah, had, like... Yeah, we had... Know, yeah, oh, we had and like, for, that's actually yeah. a very good point because, yeah. like, I think Belgium is that kind of weird, like... Belgium's has been so divided yeah. in terms of like, or the Flemish region, yeah. which is like where these you know yeah. these beers of all the Flanders and stuff like that is yeah. sort of that. It's it was a border between sort of two very big different other things. Mm. Like yeah, yeah. Um, beer in front of us before we move on to a Flan- the Flanders red. Yeah, yeah what is fucking think? beautiful yeah. beer? It is yeah. a beautiful yeah. beer, and it, it's um uh, what I love about both styles and about kind of everything in this style is you get lots of layers. Lots of complexity, but they're not super. Um, they're, they're they're subtle layers. They're complex, but they're not. Um, it's not an aggressive beer. It's not a hard beer to you know get around. Like it's no. It, it's you give it to someone and it's like this is what it is. It's pretty straightforward, but also yeah. The other thing is like um, Lifman's in particular has I find it's got much more of that 
classic like brown owl mm-hmm. characters of chocolate yeah. and mm-hmm. these sort of things. The acidity is really like it's very subdued. subtle. It's, it's very almost subtle. like you've got a sour yeah. and a classical English brown and blended them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing I noticed is like, you know, as it's warming up a bit, you're getting a bit more of the booze. It's eight percent. Like Oh shit. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not pick that. Whereas when you think of like Flemish red ales, like you think of things like, you know, run by classic, then they're, yeah. they're actually like, pretty yeah, low yeah, in alcohol. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um like I yeah. We'll talk about you know I find rotten back classic a bit watery. Um, it is, yeah. 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 I think it's because I've just had so much Grand Cru. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. Have you had many other classic Flemish oud brunes that aren't Leafman's Gudenbarn? Because I'm, I've had a few. Not sure if I have. I've had like a couple of the other Leafmans that are not Gudenbarn. There's, There's the, the red label as well, yeah. right? Which is just the Leafman's old, yeah. Old which brune. is kind okay. of like. Um, it's not as complex as this one. So it's sort of like but, classic yeah. to Grand Cru. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, the other I've one had is the Petrus. Petrus. Udbrun. Petrus, yeah. Okay. Petrus Udbrun. Um And I, then... I like, think those are the only really ones that Lindemann's I've had. Oh, I think do, I've had the Lindemann's yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. So some Lindemann's to an Udbrun. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm nice. Pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think most of the examples that I've had have been the classic Belgian ones. Mm-hmm. Like, they... It's not as in vogue of a style as... Flemish Flanders red. red. Flanders red. So not a lot of brewers around the world do a style like a beer style a beer that is of that style. Yeah. So I don't I can't really think of many. Like I know Alvin has a few kind of that are in lo- that. loosely yeah. oud brune, but they're very sour. So they're, I'm not sure if I would put them in that. A lot of that style. um that like I guess I'd call that Newer generation, of yeah. Because I think I, I think I yeah. might have had a Destruz something yeah. along those See, yeah. lines. Destruz definitely doing a yeah. brune, yeah. And a lot of that, like I, I would say, that younger generation mm-hmm. of uh, Belgian breweries who are doing those more classic styles would probably, I think, they tend to move more towards a nude brune than a Flanders red, yeah. Um, maybe because it's not as popular a style. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there is a lot of that new generation. But as far as classics go, I think the Petrus and and this one is probably the two that really come yeah. to mind. Yeah, I mean they're the ones that I think of straight away. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we are now on to our first Flanders Red. Flanders Red, and and like we went with the Udbrun. So with the Udbrun, we went the Leafman's Gudenbarn, which is like the you know classic, most classic mm. example, and what. Yeah, there's classic. only one brewery that comes to mind when you say Flanders Red Ale, right? Oh, actually, there's two for me, but like, there's the OG one and then the one I'd rather. Yeah. Do. Oh, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll uh, get into that. Um, um, so this is the Rodenbach Grand Cru. Um, interestingly, it's not the classic example. The classic example is the Rodenbach classic. classic. Yeah. But I think this is the uni- universally, the you know, beer. we think it's a better beer. It's rated better, and if you read online rating websites, I think if you talk to beer nerds. Yeah, they will definitely say it's better. I mean, I like classic as well. I find, like I said but, before, I just find classic a bit watery. Yeah, it is. It is a bit light, and I don't and, like, and the, it is a bit sweeter. I don't like the Red Bull cans yeah. that comes in now. I think the Rodenbach Classic actually, ironically, just tastes more like a Ubrun if you mm. if you think about it. Um, but this is like you getting that that differentiation with the. Flanders Red versus the Oud Brune, where you get a little bit more tartness. I get, I get quite a bit more acidity. Yeah. Like it's, Less yeah. maltiness. I think between the two beers that we just had, as in the two classics, I find the Grand Cru, which we're drinking now, to be much more highly carbonated, mm. much more acidic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a bit... a shitload of cherries. Like, yeah, yeah lots of cherries. It's more fruity. I mean, I, 
we have to clarify, none of these beers have fruit in it. The Rottenbach Alexandra. Alexander does. Yes. yes. But, but the traditional examples no, don't have fruit in it. No, they but, don't. But you get fruity notes. But you, I get a lot of cherry yeah, coming yeah, through yeah, on like sour yeah. cherry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, less of that um, that kind of um, dark toast profile uh, on the on the nose and yeah, the, it's like a light toffee or caramel yeah. instead of like that darker caramel yeah. and chocolate you get from the. But it's the definitely brune. more in that fruit tartness um, level mm. compared to the Ubrun. What's really interesting to me as well is like com- comparing just to the Ubrun, I, I find this to be a, a much more intense beer, right? Like yeah. more, you know, it's again, it's it's it's. This is six percent. Yeah, um, the last one was eight. eight. It, the, yeah. that, that that's always it's always interesting to me just to see like how the 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 booze yeah just kind of changes. Yeah, but I thought once that uh, brewing opened up a little bit, you you're getting a lot more of that. Well, heat, actually, like... I was like, as it warmed up, I was like, oh, there's a bit of booze here. And then mm. I looked at the label, I was like, oh fuck, that's like eight percent. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas this is like it just like kicks you right in the middle of your throat with that acidity and the mm-hmm. and the carbonation. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> but like I said, there is one that I like better. Yeah, is it the Duchess de Bourgogne? One hundred percent. There we yeah. go. I actually think I had that beer before I had Rodenbach. Any Rodenbach? There was a time yeah. where you could get Duchess really yeah. easily, and it's like that point where I was starting to get into beer, and mm. all yeah. you could get that was different was Belgian beers. So yeah. I started drinking heaps of Belgian beers, like Chimay and that, and then yeah, yeah. and so, Duchess like, was always around. Yeah, yeah, and that, and and, and that, Orval that's was what, always yeah, and, that, and that's yeah. how I got into you know Orval and Duchess. Yeah. Because I would go to the bottle go, shop and around go, the corner. Where's your international section? And, you go and then I go, oh, I've had Chimay before. I love it. I'll get one. But then I also want something else that I haven't had. Mm. Oh, sweet. That looks cool. Like, really cool label. Yeah. yeah. The Duchess. The Duchess has an amazing label. Yeah. yeah. And then somewhere down the line, I got into Rodenbach. Which is like Rodenbach Grand Cru is one of my favorite beers in the world. That was a time when, like, just loons would be sitting on shelves and no one would buy them. Oh, for fuck's yeah. sake. I distinctly remember the point where loons were just not year round anymore. Mm. Like, yeah, because I was, yeah, I was like when I was running the bottle shop, I was ordering so much of it that I'd literally like would buy myself one each week and have one as a roadie as I was walking home from the shop. And like one week, I went to place the order. Like, oh no, we're out. I was like, oh, when's it coming back? It's like, oh, six months. It's like, what? wait, what? It's like, no, no, no. Like, yeah, we've always got them every six months. Is this that like you're one of ten people that actually just ordered it? All yeah, the time. now people yeah. order it. Like Rodenbach has been out of stock until like last week. Written by Grand Cru, I mean. Yeah, we've been trying oh, to order really? it for the, yeah. for the pub. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Heron Towers has, has normally been yeah. pretty, pretty Usually, good yeah. with um, the Roddenbacks. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, again, it might just be because uh, this this beer, I think, is one... This is one that I recommend to people all the time mm. as, like, a gateway to sour beers. Yeah. Um, I think if you don't understand sour beer, this is such a great beer to start because you get... A lot of other characters. It's not you get the sweetness, you get the sweetness, and, it's, and, yeah. it, and it is really well balanced, and it, it sort of like eases you into what acidity in beer can can sort of be, while also being just a fucking fantastic yeah. beer. Yeah. Um, and with that, I think because it is so approachable, um, it's so approachable to so much of the beer drinking market um, that it's just yeah, it's 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 getting like the popularity just seems to be going up and up and up, which is great because mm. it is a great beer. But the problem with that is then, like, it just means, you know, you're not going to... Even if the same amount's coming into the country, yeah. it's running out faster. Yeah. And I think yeah, I think you're right. It's probably got to do with that because, I mean, like, Oval's exactly the same thing, right? Like, you get Oval year-round. You get it, like, shitty bottle. You used to be able to get Oval anywhere. Yeah. Like, not yeah. anywhere, but, you know, like... No, yeah. well, yeah. So, the guys who brought that out, you were the same guys that brought out a lot of the other Belgium stuff. So, it was yeah. like, you know, you had access to it. And, like, yeah. Like, you'd see it on, on menus for, like, restaurants and stuff like that. Like, yeah. you know, so... 
Yeah, it's a shame that. Well, I mean, it's great that more people are getting into those yeah, videos. Yeah, but yeah, It's a shame 100%. that like I can't I, I, just be like, you know what? I feel like smashing into a valve. And, and I think it's important. Like, I hope beers like Rodenbach Grand Cru, especially, never becomes you know like something that you have to like chase after. You know, like it was it was great to be able to walk into the Oak Barrel today, and we were actually really worried. There was one on the shelf. And I asked, I was like, uh, do you have any more? And yeah. Rosemary's like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, Heaps. And she, she, she brought out a case. And yeah. Like, a wall of... Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. Stocked, the, stocked the thing with yeah, a few yeah. four packs and a few. Because it is, you know... And, and it was telling that, like, on their, you know, craft beer shelves, it's usually single bottles. And she stocked Rodenbach as in four packs and yeah. singles. So, it was, you know... like It's, it's a sign. A, yeah. Because yeah. um, I'd buy a four pack of this, for sure. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. This is, like, one of my go-to beers. It's, yeah. It's like if I'm at a bar that has Rodenbach Grand Cru and I just can't be bothered trying a new beer, I would go, you know what? I just have a Rodenbach Grand Cru. Yep. Yeah. And it's good that it's now back in stock. I'm so happy. Yeah. Um, I remember like we did a we did an episode like last year when we were both hungover and we just went to like, you know, safe beers to, to, <laughs> to drink and I had it at Rodenbach Grand yeah. Cru. Nice. It's yeah, like yeah, one of those. And I, yeah. oh, did I? I had um. And you had a Schlenkeller, Schlenkeller yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To the that or Barossa Valley. <laughs> yeah. Chuck coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's a fucking great beer. It is. This is, and, um, and, I think- and and I think Rodenbach is like, you know, they are the classic classic example, and they are like the the torchbearers of the Flanders Red style. Like they are one. We of the, wouldn't be. We yeah. wouldn't know what a Flanders Red is right now. They are one of the old yeah. school producers um, of this style. And they've, they've also like I think um, we we talked a bit about Alexander before. There's quite a few like Rodenbach. What what I really like about them is they are an old school brewery. Like make they make an old school kind of beer. But they're not. Or they're also not too afraid to like try something different and do... Yeah, but it's not like they do an IPA and a pale ale. No. It's all the one style of beer, but there's like different yeah. explorations of that exactly. style. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I, I really I really appreciate that. Right. Like, I love the the vintages Vintage, are always beautiful. Alexander, like, I actually personally don't like Alexander. I find it too sweet, but yeah. I like that it's they do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, exactly. And and it, that's always always really cool to see. So, I think the Grand Crew is like the best of... of all the running backs. Like, yeah. It brings the best out of all of them and balances it's the, it's the it. compilation album. Yeah, like, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Sessionable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flanders Reds and Oud Bruins, as we have already discussed, are very closely related. In fact, in their home country of Belgium, they both tend to be referred to simply as sour brown beer. The two distinct approaches to this style and how they evolved deserve a closer look. But first, let's start with some broad strokes. Before the advent of refrigeration, it was not uncommon to blend young and old beers. Back then, as a stock of beer aged, it would gradually develop an acidic character. This is especially true for beers consumed in the summer months, as no brewing would typically occur during this period. The oldest of this beer would eventually be considered too sour to consume on its own, but, rather than throwing it out, it would instead be blended with younger, sweeter beer to balance out the flavours. Blended brown beer of this type was once popular in the province of Limburg in the Netherlands until about World War I, after which the lager craze took over and effectively killed the style in the country. An artificially sweetened and lighter lager interpretation of this type still exists under the name Oudbrun, although, confusingly, it bears little resemblance to the more traditional sour brown beers that we are talking about today. One of the only places where the sour brown style survived was a few regions away in East Flanders, Oudenard is considered the capital of the style, and the city has had a brewery since at least the 1600s. It is also home to Leafman's, perhaps the most well-known producer of Oudbrun. 
The brewery was established in 1679 and gained its current name around 1780 when heir to the brewery Maria Anth Carola Villay married Jacobus Ioannis Leifmans. The brewery changed hands several times throughout the 20th century, eventually ending up in the ownership of the Riva Brewery, who ceased the use of the Leifmans facility's notoriously cumbersome brewing kettles in 1991. They continued to ferment and mature beers at the old site, however, citing the desire to avoid the Leifmans' house culture contaminating their own beers. The present owners, the Duval Mortgart Group, still use the Leifmans plant to this day to ferment, age, and blend these timeless old browns. Speaking of house cultures, it is widely believed that the origins of the Leifmans yeast can be traced back to perhaps the most famous Belgian sour brewery not named Cantillon. Let's now wander over to a city in West Flanders, circa 1821, when the sons of a military surgeon turned local physician bought a small business called the St. George's Brewery. The town in question was Roselaar, ground zero for the style of beer now known around the world as Flanders Red Ale. The family that bought the business went by the name of Rodenbach. An early turning point for the Rodenbach Brewery was in the 1870s, when the reins were handed over to Eugene Rodenbach, who travelled to England to study brewing techniques in order to prepare for his new responsibilities. The general belief is that Eugene took inspiration from the old process of making porter, which involved blending young beer with oak-aged sour stock. These days, Rodenbach boasts a large collection of oak fooders for the maturation of their beers. The porous nature of the wood allows microflora to thrive, imparting a wider range of characters than the more conventional stainless steel ageing of oud brunes. The brewery employs coopers to maintain these vessels, with the oldest barrel said to be around 170 years old. They would be scraped down after each use to ensure that the wood would continue to contribute tannins and vanillins to the complex mix of flavours in the beer. Rodenbach's current house yeast is believed to have been in use for about 80 or so years. A lab analysis by the University of Leuven revealed that it contains at least 20 different strains. The mixed culture is famous in local brewing circles. Historically, Rodenbach had supplied their yeast to breweries within a 50km radius, with the slurry being used to make other famous beers in the sour brown beer ilk, such as Felix, Duchesse de Bourgogne, Ictigams, and, you guessed it, Leifmann's Gutenbund. Alas, this practice came to an end not long after Rodenbach was acquired by Palm Breweries. Sessionable. So we're on to our last beer for this Style Roulette episode. As we yeah. like to do in Style Roulette, we try and have like the classic examples and then go something a bit more new world. Yeah, yeah I um, like how we've sort of melded into doing this. Mm, like, yeah. yeah. So, I think this is like the perfect new world example Yeah, for like this joint Style yeah. Roulette. So this is actually, interestingly... We'll get we'll get into it, but this is New Belgium La Folie, twenty seventeen, and uh, they it's probably like the most well known New Belgium from their like funkier stuff. Yeah, right? so their Lips of Faith series, which is a yeah. more kind of um, their take on the Belgium sour mm-hmm. um, hmm. styles. And um, interestingly, it's listed in the Flanders Red category, but if you look online on other Places like, for example, Beer Advocate, it's listed in Oud Brun. Mm. Um, they call it a sour brown. They don't necessarily call it an Oud Brun. So they call it a their traditional Flanders-style sour brown. So yeah. they wouldn't call it an Oud Brun or a Flanders Red because no. they're part of like a group of breweries in the US who are do, doing Belgium-inspired beers yes. who have like, made an agreement not to call the beers by their the Belgian names, like if they yeah. make a lambic style beer, they won't call it a lambic out of respect. But yeah, yeah. Call it 
Alambic-inspired beer yeah. and stuff like that yep. as well. Yep. So they're like one of the leading brewers that have sort of formed this like alliance in those sort of barrel-aged beers that are like, you know, made a call that collectively they won't use the Belgium terms out of respect. So, yeah. I think also like tasting this beer... It is kind of like almost in halfway. No, it's like, I was going to say it's that. It's in between Flanders yeah. Red and Oud Brun. Like It has that pronounced sourness, but it yep. also has that, that pronounced... Uh, it also has that pronounced maltiness. Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't have like that cherry-like sweetness that the yeah. uh, the Grand Cru did, mm-hmm. but it definitely has that more chocolatey malt base yeah. that yep. we had from the Leafmans, mm. but it has that higher carbonation, higher sharpness and acidity yep. than we had from the Roddenback. So it and, is like kind of like a nice and blend. And it, it is matured in oak. This is, yeah. So it yeah. is, it's... Um, well, it's, the whole Lips of Faith series is... Yeah, oak yeah. yeah. Matured, so it's aged right? in um, French oak fooders uh, for one to three years and then blended amongst a bunch of different fooders. So yeah. um, that's how they, they get there. So it is, uh, again, like that is, that's a bit more sort of Flanders red, uh, in terms of mm. the method, but um, flavor-wise, I'd... It's like if you're at the bottle shop and you're like, you've got like a Flanders red in one hand and a uh, run back in the other, you can afford to buy one beer. Like, uh, uh, which one do I get? Like, just... Porque no los dos. Yeah, <laughs> just get this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, another interesting thing about this one, and I'm not sure if Rodenbach or Leafman's do this or like any traditional style one does this. I was looking through the website of New Belgium and they use a lager yeast. To ah, okay. to ferment this beer, interesting. It is quite cl- it's a yeah. yeah. clean, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that's one thing I found really interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we've spoken about sort of uh, I think three really good beers. If you if you want to explore the style, any one of the beers or the, this, these styles, yeah. any one of the beers that we've uh, had today um, are great. Um, and Duchess and, and Duchess and, and, Duchess. <laughs> and like, like like these are probably like. Three of my favorite beers. Of all you know, time. like as you know, discussions we like the three of us had planning this episode. Yeah. we were like, all right, perfect world would have Leafmans, would have Grand Cru, and, and Duchess, and Duchess. Yeah, and we've got we couldn't find Duchess unfortunately well, Duchess on, on short like, notice. Yeah, it is know? very yeah. But um, I think the La Folie, the Grand Cru, and Leafmans is a really like, nice way. It's to... a great lineup. Yeah. Can you? Are there any Aussie breweries doing Oof. good stuff? Mm, that's a good, interesting um, question. The one that first one that comes to my mind, I and I can't remember the name of the beer, but I'm pretty sure Boat Rocket does a really nice one. Oh yeah, House Red. House it Red. Is, that's it. Is House a Red. fucking good Flanders Red um, style. They don't call it a Flanders Red. Yeah. I would call it a Flanders Red personally. Um, it's I think a blend same of with three different vintages yeah. of aged. You know, red just ale. to get our quota up for this week, uh, Wildflower Red. I think yeah. the Wildflower uh, Amber. As, Amber. Yeah. Amber. Sorry, yeah. As, yeah. as that yeast structure, uh, yeah. yeast characters mm-hmm. growing. The older ones definitely it's becoming yeah. more and more Flanders Red Ale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Character. Oh, what I really like about it, it's very much an Aussie take on it, which is which is yeah, which is cool. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, that that's that's. I don't know if I'd fit it into one of these styles, but it's definitely like I think it's yeah. it's like it's very much inspired yeah, by those styles. Yeah. yeah, well, I think it's it's becoming mm-hmm. a little bit more like yeah. a Flanders Red Ale. It's not that um, that's its intention, but yeah, Ocho Van yeah. Diemen's like yeah. Yeah. yeah that Tasmanian like yeah. funkiness yeah. is yeah doing some sure pretty, yeah. Pretty so there's there's a couple there's a few yeah, around there's some around um, or like local interpretations anyway yeah yeah, yeah. Um, definitely all right um, yeah. If you want, like, kind of international, readily available ones, you can't really go past the La Folie. Um And obviously the, the Rodenbach and the... And the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, but, like, I mean, but I mean, like, New World yeah, interpretations. New World. Yep. The, brewery, the brewery from California the, does a the couple. Brewery, uh, the brewery, brewery I, I believe, yep. Oot's Heart yes. is yep. one. Um, yeah, 
There's there's a bunch. There's yeah. a bunch. Like if you go to any good craft beer bottle shop, you should be able to get something in this. You style. will get a few, at least Flanders Reds. Oud Bruins are a bit harder to get because uh, no, like I was saying before, I think some of that New World Belgium yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. still a lot of Oud mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, Alvin. Yeah. Alvin definitely right. has some Oud Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. I All think right. that's... Should we uh, uh, go to recommendations? style roulette portion. I think this. so. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, we need to roll for... Let's oh, do okay. New style. Do you want to do uh, records and we'll go back for the roll? Or do you yeah. want to just go yeah. straight into we'll, it? We'll do the roll post records. Yeah, All cool, right. cool. Yeah. So we'll get, we'll get one of Tom's actual dice. I actually have dice, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Well, yeah. we always have dice. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, well, okay. Well, what? Well, okay, cutting that out. Yeah. We don't um, use a net random number generator at all. What are you talking about? Uh, all right. Non beer recommendations, guys. Um, yeah, so I've yeah. been um, I've been reading a really good book. It's a science fiction classic that I never got around to oh, when I was going through mate. science fiction classics. Yeah. It's Arthur C. Clarke, one of the masters of the genre. It's, you know, like he's actually Arthur C. Clarke. What? Whoa! What? You know, the dude lived in Sri Lanka. What? For like the last yeah, no, I knew that. Oh yeah, no, because yeah, yeah. I read one yeah. of his books that is based on like a Sri Lankan um, yeah. culture thing. Yeah. Um, I've met him, and I have copies of books signed by. Oh, fuck like, off, oh, mate! Yeah, I went to his house and had and spent a day and had. He's lunch like with my him. favorite yeah. sci-fi author. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the book I'm reading, it was recommended to me by someone, and I'm, yeah. I hadn't read it before. I'd read a lot of his other stuff, like. Uh, I love you know two thousand one. You know what? And, I never and read two thousand one. Two thousand one's good. Yeah, and then the whole Rama series. Rama, Rama's great. Rendezvous with Rama is my, yeah. one of my favorite books. Right, it's, it's really good. Yeah. But what I'm reading at the moment is Childhood's End. Yeah, uh, by Arthur C. Clarke, and it is basically a bunch of aliens come to Earth and uh, help humans create utopia. And then what? Oh, uh, spoilers! Like, no, no spoilers. That's that's all. That, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. that's the premise. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, setting up. Like the, the start premise. of the book. Um, that's the you know. It's, that's it. I'm not going to actually. I, I also haven't yeah, finished it. So yeah, don't yeah. Spoil. It's actually one of my least favorite ones, but I still like it. Okay, cool. Um, I, I are you reading that because of um Star Trek Discovery? Because there's a lot of childhoods and vibes from the latest okay. season. Because I started watching it. Because you you told me to watch Star yeah. Trek Discovery. And I'm up to episode three, and I'm getting like of season two, of season yeah, two, yeah, yeah. And I'm getting huge childhoods, yeah. childhoods and um, vibes. Because I, I definitely like season uh, season two of this is a sort of a sub recommendation. Yeah. Unless this was going to be yours, no, no, no it's season not. two of Star Trek yeah. Discovery is awesome, and it's so much better than season one. It's like it's I, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know it. yet because I fucking love season one. I'm I season two feels yeah. like everything that was good about season one plus everything that's good about all other Star Trek in yeah, one. Okay. Right, whereas season one yeah, was very yeah. and was not anti Star Trek, but it was very like didn't feel like a Star Trek. Show. It was a good. It show. was very like it, it was very untraditional in the structure. Yeah. Whereas season it. two sort of takes on a lot of the criticism yeah. of season one and sort of brings it back into feeling like Star Trek while still doing a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, so okay. that's what I like. About yeah. It. Um, um, so I'm up to yeah. episode three and love it. Um. Side recommendation, not, not my <laughs> yeah, recommendation. Um, I recently started getting into buying vinyl because my friends bought me a vinyl player, uh, a record player. Record player yeah. I fucking love it so much, and I found it's a fucking dark hole. Yeah, to oh, it's there. a fucking I've deep never hole. Spent so much money. Oh my, my god, right. I have no money left. See, I've got I've got board games um, to spend money on. I don't need. So I don't need I've, vinyl. I found a original Oz print of one of my favorite albums of all time, "Houses of the Holy" by Led Zeppelin. Woo! Fucking sick album. Yeah. I love it. But that's not the, your recommendation. The, res- the reason I'm bringing this up is because the cover for that album is inspired by Childhood Zen. Oh, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. 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 That's, I, didn't, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. You said that. Yeah. 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 I, it's like also one of the best cover album covers of all time. Yeah. So, yeah. I've been pumping out Presence at the moment. Yeah. Presence is fucking. Yeah. So, Presence has 
um, Achilles, Achilles' nah, Last yeah, Stand, yeah, 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 yeah. which is my favorite Led Zeppelin song of all time. And I was actually at, at the record store, yeah. and I, I had to pick between Houses of the Holy Ooh, or Presents. Two great albums, yeah. yeah. But I think, I think as an album, I like. Eventually, you'll yeah. end up with. You should. I, end up with every I will end up with both. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So side recommendation. There you go. <laughs> my actual recommendation. Yeah. Yep. Um, my parents came back from the Philippines recently and brought me back some snacks. Mm-hmm. And they brought me back some salted egg yolk potato chips. Ooh, Ooh. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> They're is like something crack. That you'd had before. Is I've had it before. I've had it before. Yeah. So I, I believe the trend started in Singapore, ah, maybe yeah. even Malaysia. One of those Taiwan two. and Singapore are like the yeah. leading leading starters of like um, snack trends. Uh, yeah, yeah. Snack yeah. Trends, so like, like the whole yeah. idea is I sold the egg yolk. You kind of marinate. You like you, you separate the egg yolk from the egg white, and then you marinate it in salt, and it kind of hardens up, and then you kind of put it in the fridge for a day, and then it, it's this like really hard thing, and then you grate it oh, okay. to make like a seasoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then salted egg yolk chips is you cover potato chips in, in that, that and, and like chili and curry pow- and curry leaves, and Fuck, it that is sounds epic. So amazing yeah. and really Moorish, and like you just once you have one, you just want the rest of the packet. Yeah. So my my parents brought back some from the Philippines. Every time every time they go back to the Philippines, I'm like, can you bring back some? <laughs> have you found? But you can anyone? get some. Yeah. Rarely, like you know, you go to a Asian supermarket in Sydney, and sometimes you will find packets of it. You're gonna have to post up a, um, an image to the show notes, so I, I will. I need. Yeah. To so I, I can post yeah. up like the Filipino version. Yeah. Um. There are. Singapore brands available in Australia very rarely okay. from Asian supermarkets. Uh, they are amazing. Um, also, like bes- besides that, you can go to restaurants and they can do like salted egg yolk crab and things I've, like that. I've seen that, that on menus. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, but I like the, yeah. the salted egg yolk chips. Like- yeah, I think potato chips, mm. like that's the best version I've had of salted egg yolk things Yeah, because it just like... It just soaks up everything, pretty much. Like Yum. it soaks up all the flavors. You don't have other flavors to kind of interfere with the rich umami flavors that you're getting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, salted egg yolk chips. Yeah, if lovely. You, if, if you can find them. Um, yeah, super niche recommendation, but yeah. Um, my record is as probably something I can probably guarantee I've already recommended this, but I went on the weekend and saw. One of my favorite bands from my younger days, Cog. Oh, yeah. Play. Yeah. Um, you know, fucking awesome Australian prog metal, I guess you could say. And and the lead singer has like the f- most fucked up mustache of all time. Yeah. Yeah. He has got the Fu, fu Manchu. He has the Fu Manchu yeah. going. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I saw them play, but they've, um, I think they've got a new album coming out and they've released a couple Sick. of new singles over yeah. the last few months. Uh, and they're on Spotify and Apple yeah, Music yeah. and all that stuff. So you can definitely find them. But, the new stuff's fucking pretty cool, yeah. man. Yeah. And they're like one of the best live, like Australian live bands. They are fucking yeah. tight live. Yeah. And yeah, it was really cool seeing them because they're, they're actually a Sydney band. They're from like yeah, Bondi. Um, Where'd you see them? Uh, it was at, uh, was it Max Watts, which is the other venue oh, yeah. in yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been across the road from the Horden. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's yeah, really yeah. cool because it's yeah, one of the cool. few venues in Sydney that has like a mezzanine level. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, split yeah, level. It, yeah. So like the venue doesn't go back super deep. So no matter where you are, you're pretty you're close. You're pretty close, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have a lot of wrestling shows. Yeah. yeah. And, um, That's the only reason I know. They actually had a pretty decent uh, passable uh, beer range. 
Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Mountain, mountain goat. Yeah, that's Stonewood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. That's what you want? Yeah. yeah. So Mountain Goat Summer Oil Tinnies. That's Stonewood. They had, um, oh, I think the main was the Cricketer's Arms. But yeah, like, whatever. even a Cricketer's Arms pale, pale Ale. Sure. It's pretty passable. Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn, yeah. Brooklyn Lager Pint Yeah, cans. yeah. It was, uh, I think I there were pints, um, they were, yeah. Yeah, because the uh, Metro's got Brooklyn Lager pie cans, right? Yeah, they used these, to. These, yeah, they used to. Yeah. These weren't pints, they were the 330 Oh, meals, okay. But yeah. yeah, so I was just smashing Mountain Goat Summer Ales. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, check out the new, new. I think it's like three new singles from COG. Yeah, out in the last, like, six yeah months. I'm keen. Yeah. Uh, definitely worth checking out. All right. Yeah. Um, beer recommendations. Beer recommendations. All right, I am going to recommend uh, the Wayward Quake to Market. Queek, Quake, Quake. 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 So Quake. I've been I've been told it's Quake. My Quake. understanding is like V's and W's are very uh, mm. interchangeable in yeah, that yeah. part of the world. Um, so So but Tyron, Tyron, you're saying it's Quake? Quake. 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 So I think Quake. Quake. The, the pun is quick yeah, okay. to market because yeah. they were the Quake. first yeah, yeah, ones yeah. out, right? Yeah. Although I don't think... No, they, no, they've been they, saying... No, they, they, they've been saying they're one of the, the first, first in Australia. In Australia, but I think so apparently three brewers last year um, made uh, Quake IPAs, Quake, yeah. Quake IPAs. Quake beers, yeah. not IPAs. Yeah. No, yeah, not yeah. IPAs, but like, yeah. yeah, beers made with this yeast from Norway. I'm pretty sure I've had a Nugna beer like... 10 years ago. Probably, that, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that yeah, would, that make, would, make, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, anyway, so Wayward uh, Quake to market. Um, just, it's an IPA. It Quake's pra- a new, like, it's a new... Fun. It's a yeah. new trend. It's yeah. crazy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's not get too much into it because I really want to do an episode on it. Yeah, we'll but, do an episode on but it. But yeah, um, but essentially it's a really quick acting yeast. They fermented out this beer in 24 hours. At 45 degrees. It was packaged within seven days of mash. Which is insane. It's yeah, insane. it's pretty out there. Yeah. Um, so, we yeah. remember we had Chris Cohen, who was on, uh, I, yep. I guess, for the... Our live Airway episode. episode. Yeah. Yep. And, He's all uh, over it. Yeah, well, yeah. he was actually, before he'd come into Sydney, just yeah. been in Norway, yeah. all through Scandinavia, and he was there for a Quake Beer Festival. Yeah. And um, and he's just done a Quake Beer Festival at his... At, yeah, um, at Old yeah, Devil Moon. Yeah. He had a, a Quake Beer Festival for San Fran Beer Week, and yeah, like like... He did some pretty awesome beers, yeah. like brewers like Almanac and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And they had beers that they brewed and were on tap at his venue like three days later. It's crazy. Like, yeah. Um, we no, this is a bit of a, a shameless, shameless plug. plug. Um, but at, at Old Culture, we're going to do a um quake uh beer festival um for the Wilds of March that mm-hmm. uh, Jono at Bucket Boys is putting well, I on. I haven't confirmed yeah. this, but it's like the most Australian-made quake beers at any one time. I've- for the- I mean, it's pretty. That's pretty yeah. easy to confirm. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Considering there's only been four made before, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think at the moment and we, we have more than four. Quite beers on tap. Yeah. So we're going to have nine um, quite beers. Yeah. So it's going to be. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is, and and it's also also just as a beer, like without all yeah. the. the I, I really I, want to do an episode. About I really love quite, it. It's yeah. it's just a really. It's it's just really tasty. It's a big, really fresh. You know. West Coast IPA, yeah. basically. It's hazy as fuck, but it's a West Coast IPA. Yeah. Big, lots of Chinook. Yeah. Um, really piney. Really fresh. I'm lo- I'm absolutely digging yeah. it. So that, that's my... What's really interesting to me about the whole using that those yeast strains is, A, um, it could really change the way the beer game absolutely. happens. Because, like, if you're turnover using all, that, so all that yeast and you can turn over beers yeah. in, like... Like it actually yeah. could change the whole business model of a brewery. You don't. You don't have to um, tie up tanks. Right? Well, well, yeah. You don't have to invest in cooling, for example. 
because uh, it's Actually, very... it's a greener t- yeah. way to brew because yeah. you're not wasting as much energy. Anyway, we'll get into yeah. this. Anyway, so, yeah, we'll, and we'll do a episode, episode on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really want anyway, to I just want to recommend the beer yeah. and... and, and uh, cause it, it's also look just into, a really good beer. Yeah, look into this yeast. I, have, I haven't yeah. had any of the Aussie stuff and I'm like, really yeah. keen to try the way what I'm doing. Yeah. The whole thing is super intriguing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same. Check out Lars' blog, I guess. Yeah, Lars' blog is really good. We'll put a link to Lars' blog because if you want to learn more about Quiet Lars' blog or Milk the Funk is where to go. Yeah, cool. Um, I'm going to recommend a sour beer from uh, Sweden. Yeah, Duges. Yep. Yep. So Duges Tonkanilla Mango Orange, uh, which is... Um, Tonka uh, bean and mango sour, I believe. Yeah, and orange, I guess. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if they put oranges in it. I ha- I have had this beer, but yeah. I was... I, and it's, but it's, it's so super, good. Like, it's like sour in the same way that um, Tropic Thunder is sour. Yeah. Like very kind of uh, fruity, sour, but kind of like a passion. Adds a really interesting earthiness. Yes, it's cool, like almost like yeah. cinnamony, yes. like yeah. earthy spiciness. Has so much going on. Yeah, um, and like I love most of their beers yeah, anyway. Same. But yeah, I just had it recently and I was like blown away by it. So yeah, yeah, Tonkanilla Mango Orange. I think I think all the sour beers that. Um, that Brenda and Fred have been bringing out from Dodgers have been mm. pretty fucking crappy. Really good. Yeah. They're a fucking hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my beer recommendation is going to be a little bit left of field. Mm. That's very unlike me. Um, More left of field than a Quike IPA. Yeah. yeah. So my, my or, beer or recommendation mango yeah, sour, yeah, yeah, yeah. is not actually a beer, yeah. but it's beer memes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, okay. I, I, haven't, I haven't had the beer, but the... The Bolter Hazy oh, yeah, yeah, has yep, yep, yep. Good beer, uh, by the way. sparked up uh, much online traffic. Yeah. But, um, you know, like I, I'd like to lurk on some of these beer groups like CBC and Beer Thread. But Beer Thread for like two weeks straight basically turned into a Simpsons beer meme page. Yeah. And there was some fucking classics. And I love there's two memes. things I love more than beer memes at Simpsons. So bring yeah. the two together. Yeah. And... Um, there has just been some straight fire coming out of beer, oh, beer throat. So, um, yeah, beer memes. Um, yeah, I love beer memes. <laughs> yeah. Simpsons beer memes can't get much better. I love memes in general. Me- memes are great. Yeah, yep. Me memes. Me memes. Me memes. <laughs> Me memes. Um, all right. So, um, just a last note before we sign off um, and say that you should mention uh, that you should visit sessionables.net for all our contact details. Um, a lot of you noticed that the podcast has probably been coming out a bit less frequently. Um, I, I've decided personally to do we're, it. We're cool with it. It's not a, yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, it was a personal call, uh, you know, um, to release the podcast once every three weeks. Just because it was just putting a lot of pressure on me to do it every two weeks. Um, All the editing, which Adrian does, yeah. It takes a lot of time and I just didn't have a lot of free time. And yeah, it was just stressing me out. So, and, and we, you know, we, we put a lot of emphasis on mental health in this show. Like we've supported mental health, mental health charities in the past. Be a bit hypocritical to, yeah. to do the same thing. To I, I, I'd right? like to take care of myself pretty much yeah, rather than, cool. you know, promote it for everyone else, yeah, which, which we still the rest do. Of us too. Thank you. And yeah, so, you know, we are going to be less frequent, but we, we will still come out with stuff. Um, we're still pretty passionate about this whole project. Um, that we've kind of started from nothing. 
Yeah, and, and it and it's turned into a nice little thing and, and yeah. we've got some we've got some cool ideas going forward as yeah. well. We got we got a few you know, we got new shirts coming out and we've got a few we've got a few ideas. So um it's uh so the, the the podcast itself might be a bit less frequent, but it'll be the same thing though. Like um yeah. Because it's also really important to us that the quality doesn't dip. So we could we could in theory put out more podcasts of lesser quality, but that's not what yeah, we want to do. Exactly. We prefer to spend a bit more time editing and, 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 and putting out something that we're proud of every time. And that's... Yeah, that's, the other thing you know, is we're all just getting pretty busy. We're busy guys. Time. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we got a lot to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Got to pay them bills. Podcasts don't pay the bills, bro. Right, exactly. <laughs> Fuck, I wish. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, on that note... Um, yeah. I hope you enjoyed uh, this edition of Style Roulette. Yeah. Um, we always love doing Style Roulette, and we're going to keep doing it. I'm going to go get the dice. Yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Oh, yeah. Um, while Tom's getting the dice, please rate and review us on iTunes if you do like the show. We appreciate the comments. We appreciate the feedback. And it also helps others find the show, uh, which is really cool. And I really like when people like message us with like questions or things that... like. Yeah. You know, hey yeah. guys, I listen to the episode and I really like this. Or yeah. how about we talk about you talk about yeah. this? I re- also, like I, you, got, really you nice guys are you guys like, are pronouncing quite wrong completely. Oh, dude! Like I think any <laughs> any time that people go, hey, I listen to the episode and it's like, oh shit, people actually listen to it, a eh? and they've got something to say about it. I think it's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Tom, do the honors. Um, twenty. Twenty is good. Twenty is American Porter and Stout. I like this. All right. So now we're going between A, B, and C. Yeah. Um, A, so American Porter. Nice. Wow. That's a good one. American Porter. American Porter. Um, That's going to be interesting to get examples of that. No, I mean, I'm thinking things like Deschutes. Yeah, uh, what's the classic you get? Deschutes, Buck Butte. um, Oh, yeah, no, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sierra Nevada Porter, Founders Porter. um, Uh, They're all ones we can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, great. Awesome. That's great. that's gonna be fun. That's a nice nice something different as well. That's a good American one. for once. Yeah. yeah. I mean we, we had American a while ago, but yeah. About if we cause twenty B's also American stouts. Do, do we, we go American Porter Stout? We can do we double do it. it. We can double it, yeah. yeah. Let's we'll lump see. it. Yeah. I was go. quietly hoping for twenty C, but that's just me. Which one's twenty C? Imperial stouts. Yeah. Because that would be a big one. But um, <laughs> no, right, let's look. go. Let's go American porters and stouts. Yeah. Porters I like and that. stouts. I like yeah. that. Cool, because cool. I yeah. think we'll do something like this one where we do a porter yeah. and we do a stout and we yeah. sort of like compare contrast. I like. I think that's a cool way to do it. Yeah. Like I, I, I enjoy when there's styles that are that. Yeah. Similar. I enjoy doing this episode because they are like very much related styles, and you can't really talk about one without talking about yeah. the other. No, I so, think we would have just been referencing all Yeah, and like if we came up with Udbrun down the line, we'd just be doing the same episode, right? So Same was, with if yeah. we do American Border and American Stout. Yeah, so yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all... I'm all no, this is that. really cool. Awesome. 